Hello, who's on line seven? Geezer Bird by Tash Desborough. A wireless theatre original. I don't even know what to talk about. Bit ironic, really. I had a huge platform to shout from. I was given a voice I, I didn't know how, how to use. It's a 1990 FM. Who's on top and who's not? Wouldn't you like to know? I've never spoken about it before. And I've never listened back to myself. I'm I'm embarrassed, deeply, horribly ashamed. Don't even need therapy. therapy. Okay, so how exactly do you tell 3.5 million largely male listeners that you're a 24-year-old virgin? I reckon you're well fit. <laughs> Where'd they find you? Grinding one out of string, fellows, I bet. <laughs> it's not normal, is it? To be afraid of being intimate? To be scared of being touched? Oh, but you're up it all the time. An erotophobic late-night audio dominatrix. Is that a contradiction? Or am I a, a foxy moron? <laughs> the foxy moron on Frigid FM. You're listening to the Midnight Hour on Kinetic FM. So, loosen your tie, kick back and relax for the sexiest three hours of your day. Okay, let's go straight to the phones. Who's on line one? You sound as hot as my pants. (laughs) What is a sexy voice anyway? Is it what you say? Shocker last. Mm. Seduction in every bite. Or how you say it. Farewell funerals. Mm. Supporting your needs in the shadow of death. Mm. I didn't know. And I didn't care. I was, I was just making the radio ads with a minimal budget, which meant I had to voice them. So when I sent out my demo showcasing my production skills, I got invited into a national radio station for an entirely different reason. Chocolate. Seduction in every bite. Yeah, probably overdid the reverb. Mm. Right then, Sammy. Why don't you go home and tell your friends that you're the new presenter of... um, The Midnight Hour? Presenter? Surely you mean producer. 11pm till 2am. Three hours of sensual music and erotic chat. All right. Erotic chat? Sassy, arousing and gratuitously sexy conversation. And music you can shag to. Massive attack. Groove or mud. That sort of thing. 
But I, well, I know you don't have any on-air experience, but you're very zeitgeisty. You like football, don't you? Yes, I, I run a home match day radio station. Hand in your notice. Do you drink pints? Yes, but I don't Perfect. Think... I mean, you're no Sarah Cox or Zoe Ball sexpot. <laughs> You've clearly got a face for radio, but your voice... It's a honeycomb heather boner to our pound a pound demographic. You start tonight. Huh? The sonic strumpet of the night. The midnight hour. And tonight our top story. A well known pop star. A pop star has been arrested. And tonight our top story. Yeah, that's another thing. So my boss, Bridget, changed my name. Sammy was apparently as sexy as a bag of toenails. So exotic, seductress, Angelique was born. Would have been nice if she'd bothered to tell me or even ask me. I guess she just assumed I wouldn't protest. And she was right. It didn't even cross my mind because I'd lucked out. Of course, it wasn't the only assumption she made about me. Well, I say she, but there were others above Bridget. Men. Good evening. What can I do for you tonight? I can think of a thing or two, Angelique. Eh? Can you think of a thing or two? Well, um, I can tell you who's going to win the Champions League. I've got a 100% strike rate. Yeah, I bet you're gagging for it, aren't you? Uh, yeah, of course you are. Well, I wouldn't say... Because you're one of those geezer birds. All you think about is football, booze and shagging, nah? Not really. You filthy slut. <laughs> I can say that, can't I? Well... Because geezer birds love all that banter. I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. Terrific. I love women. This therapist, she, she thinks I'm wasting her time. I was out of my depth. Technically, I knew my way around the studio, but presenting, not a clue. And yet, you know, I didn't have a producer. They didn't offer, and I didn't think for a second I could ask for one. So I was completely on my own. All right, it's Pete the Baker here. Say something sexy, Angelique. Like what? The sensual words. Well, come on. Um, juicy, uh, peachy. More sexy. Um, gusset, ointment. Oh, filthy air. Uh, vaginitis. <laughs> Bermuda shorts, they're back in style. My mate Jess, oh, she was the opposite of me in so many ways. She had this charisma that would light up the room the moment she walked in. She was sexy, cocky, could match the guys pint for pint. Was an absolute lad magnet. Oh, like what you see, do you, fella? <laughs> yeah, baby. Is that a mirror in your boxes? Because I can see myself in them. Oh. <laughs> I envied her confidence because I had zero. It had been sucked right out of me after that moment. But Jess, oh, I just couldn't understand how she was so unaffected. She was with me when it happened. She experienced it too. She was sat right next to me that seemingly insignificant but minor event 
somehow messed up my entire life, yet didn't seem to have any impact at all on hers. <laughs> my bestie, the radio presenter! <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! It ain't Danish, it ain't Swedish, it's Swedish! Oh. Oh, Sammy. Uh, hey, that's Angelique to you, Jess. Well, I can see their point. Sammy is not an erotic name. Uh, and, what? Uh, excuse me, if I remember rightly, which I do, the boys in our class used to call no. you, what was it? Spammy Sammy, uh, I think it was Spammy Sammy, thank you. Thankfully, my hairline has caught up my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Terry Notkin. Oh, so we were babies. What, 13 the first time we went to London? On our own. On our own. Legends. Mads. <laughs> yeah, we were, where were we? We were, oh, what's that shop? American Classics. Oh, it's my Rip Levi 501 second hand. Oh, so cool. The Brosset days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. Do you remember that banker who was sat opposite us on the tube? Oh. Well, I say banker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Chipolata. That's the one. <laughs> knocking one out right in front of us, the old purse. And when you told the guard, he called us the girls who cried wolf. Yeah. So, so we howled at him until he made us get up at the next race. <laughs> oh my God, we laughed about that all the way home. Yeah. Hey, oh wait, maybe the flesh will be one of your dirty oh, callers. That would be mad. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on line 69? Oh, it's Mr. Chipolata from the circle line. Can you play Little Willy Boss Wait for me? That's not a it totally is. My mum was a massive sweet fan. It's not my fault I've got the sexiest voice on the planet. Oh, man. It, honestly, though, it sounds like the perfect job. Getting paid to sit on your ass and talk filth, that's what we do every day. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, oh. The good mixer is living up to all expectations. That, that is Damon Albarn. Oh, shut Shut up. Hold my pint, Spammy Sammy. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going home with the pop star. <laughs> Jess was way more Angelique than I could ever be. I should have been able to laugh it off like she could, but I didn't find it funny. And so I, oh, I just pretended. And if anyone mentioned the word flasher, I was the first to offer up my hilarious anecdote about Miss Chipolata masturbating on the circle line. Why? Oh. I guess it covered up the shame I felt for letting it happen and for just being so scared. And so I, I learned to use humour to the best of my advantage. And now, the husky harlot of darkness. Angelique on Kinetic FM. Hello, who's on line five? It's Marco from Luton. Wanna sit on my face? Why? Is your nose bigger than your winky? Hey, hey! Line ten, what's going on in your world? Wanna play Titanic? Hmm, I don't think I know that game. <laughs> it's easy. Right, I'll be the ship, you be the North Atlantic Ocean. And then I'll go down on you. Oh, that's a shame. I was thinking more, you buy me a blue diamond necklace and then I'll leave you to drown. Boy, that's not very 
Get in touch if you fancy a chat tonight. And right now, here's Groove Armada. And so I began to take on the persona of a sex goddess. <laughs> Witty, fearless, full of sexual prowess. And the crazy thing was, I actually started to believe it. Being told on a daily basis how sexy I was helped me to bury my secret deeper and deeper inside. And as the audience figures rose and the five-star reviews started coming in, I sort of began to think I really was Angelique. Rajar figures are in. Your reach is up 71% year on year, making The Midnight Hour the most listened to late night show in the country. Wow. Get in! <laughs> You've single-handedly penetrated an audience that nobody knew existed. Penetrated? I'll say, woof! You should celebrate. Yeah, I'll probably invite a few sex slaves round to my secret dungeon for a hot candle wax orgy tonight. You can come if you like, Bridget. No, I'm off to play pitch and putt with the course. I might have been bringing in the listeners, not to mention the advertisers, but I wasn't being rewarded. Not that I expected to be. I knew I was a fraud, and so I kept my head down. Didn't protest, didn't complain, didn't speak up. Because if I did, I thought they would notice me, and then I'd be rumbled. How did I feel? Uh, um, alone? Those late night hours were heavy with the weight of solitude. So quiet. No producer. There was nobody else with me on the entire fourth floor. It was like being in a haunted building. Just me and the pervy phantom callers. You're such a, You're drama, such queen. a drama queen. I was even on my own when it came down to contracts with no agent, when I was told I was going to be paid 90 quid a show. I just thought, cool, and signed on the dotted line. Anyway, 90 quid doesn't sound so bad, until, that is, you compare it with the breakfast presenter, who is getting paid three and a half grand per show. And JK will be giving away one of his gargantuan hats. Oh, the Ricky Fisser breakfast show. I'm radio's own messiah. Hi, Ricky. Bridget says you want me to voice something for you. You can sink a pint. Do you want to come on the team pub crawl later? Uh, yeah, all right. Oh, heads up, though. Some of the crew can get a bit raucous. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Croydon, so I'll show you raucous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll show you mine. If you show me yours. Huh? Bet you want to get your chops around that. Uh, no. No, y you're all right. I'm, I've already flossed this morning. <laughs> right, now you're feeling inspired. Can you say this line? Something big to get you up in the morning. Uh, yeah, uh, is the mic on? Yeah, yeah, just do it three or four times in different ways, but make it really uber sultry and hot. <clears throat> something big to get you up in the morning. Okay. <clears throat> something big to get you up in the morning. Yeah, one more time. One more time. Something big to get you up in the morning. Good, good, good. Yeah, good. I, I would yeah, always good. get these flash of flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, suddenly, one more. there it is. It's happening again really right there. Shagging. Shagging. The words. How did I feel? Oh. 
How did I feel? How did, how did I feel? Whoa. How did I feel, actually? Mm -hmm. um, a bit shocked, I think, uh, but also incredibly self-conscious and I didn't want to I didn't want to look like a prude or uptight you know it's just stupid lad banter wasn't it and harmless messing about and oh except you know that's that's what I tried to convince myself how did I really feel Panicked, panicked, panicked. You know, that small soundproof studio was suddenly too intimate and Ricky, he was too right in my face. Bet you want to get your chops around that. So close. I could smell his breath. And when he said, chops, chops, chops. bit of a spit landed here on my lip. I didn't wipe it away because I didn't want him to feel embarrassed. What was that all about? <laughs> the time he had his 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 thing in his hand and he was just grinning his eyes fixed on mine I wanted to run but uh, instead I just made a witty Angelique style quip and and laughed it off one of the lads and then it was over and afterwards I Afterwards, I just, I felt stupid and revolting, stupid that I'd been afraid, and revolting because I was contaminated. I suppose you're wondering why I didn't report him. Well, I, you know, I sort of did in the only way I really could because, well, he, well, he was, he was Ricky Fisser. to introduce erotic poetry to the show. Hmm. Sensual, intelligent stuff. 18th century milky maidens. Fleshy orbs of wonder. And velvet cake holes. That kind of thing. Velvet cake holes? Men love it. And I want you to encourage listener contributions. Huh. Yeah. Uh, is that really a good idea? Most of my listeners are quite... Blokey. It's a late night show of culture. We're huh. going to ramp it up and do a big cross promotional push with breakfast. Oh, um, I recorded the voiceover for Ricky. Excellent. If you can get him on side, he'll be your best advocate. Actually, he um, he showed me his willy. <laughs> Did he? The scamp. Take it as a compliment. It means he likes you. Likes me. So, what? He's done it before then? Ricky Fisser is a big kid, always larking about. Has, has he ever done it to you? Don't be so stupid. And now, poetry to stir your loins. Words of lust. Hi Angelique. 
Sean the Poster here. Uh, want to hear my wooing poem? The airwaves are all yours, Sean. There once was a woman from Harrow who winched that her chough was too narrow. To get a good slumber, she used a cucumber, but never could manage a marrow. Ta-da! <laughs> are you wooed, Angelique? Can I take you for a drink or a cuddle or a kiss? I know. No. Oh my God, the erotic poems. Oh God, I mean, the cringe factor's off the scale. But, but, the thing is, I was powerless to even question its inclusion in the show, right? The only way I could assert some kind of control was through Angelique. Obviously, I had no personal experience to draw on. So when it came to creating her, I, I, I just put together a hodgepodge of ingredients that I thought made the perfect recipe for a sexy woman. A dash of ladette, shag about, attitude, a dollop of kinkiness, a splash of saucy innuendo, and a sprinkle of sadomasochism. <laughs> I just, I, I wanted the listeners to imagine a woman wearing a PVC catsuit and thigh-high leather boots with a whip between her tight butt cheeks. Because <laughs> that, that's what I thought sexy was. And I mean, I must have been hitting quite near the mark, right? Because I began to get a lot of voiceover work. Bodacious, the new fragrance from Antoine Poulet. This Christmas, why not keep your lady cabin festive? Mmm. Winter retreat scented feminine wipes. Ho, ho, ho. Well, Ricky did invite all the listeners on the pub crawl. Great <laughs> way for radio's own messiah. Oh, it's so fit. Uh, I've seen his junk. You shagged him. I can't blame you. That was my plan today. Well, don't let me stop you. Hush on. <laughs> oh, suit you, Ricky. Oh, suit you too. Uh, this is my best mate, Jess. Oh, any friend of Angelique is a friend of mine. <laughs> if they pass the quick fire test. Uh-oh. Favourite band. Oasis. Favourite film. Lockstock. Favourite football team. Chelsea. Favourite drink. Lager. Favourite radio presenter. Ricky Fitzer! <laughs> we have a winner. You have passed. Another pint of beer, Toby. Oh, today's going to be even better than I thought we'd be. Oh, I think I've pulled something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be careful. Oh, nothing. Nothing. How did I feel about them copping off? Mmm, uncomfortable. But I didn't want to seem overdramatic. Ricky Fisser was a household name, a self-proclaimed professional ladies' man. Jess knew the score and went in all guns blazing as per usual. But look, right, it was, it was me who had the problem, not her. Everyone knew what Ricky and guys like him were like. That's probably why they were so successful. I had to just shrug it off, be more Angelique. I just got the Sony nominations. Let me guess, last year I got three, so this year four? You got one. What? It's a big one, but you're up against the wee ball, so you won't win. What's well, a terrible year for Connecticut FM then? It would be, except 
Angelique has got three nominations. <laughs> Holy moly! I know. Ooh. No one's more surprised than me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So which of the judges got the extra special treatment from you then, hey Angelique? <laughs> well, yeah. I've got a bottle of Bolly in the fridge. We should celebrate. Ricky, don't be naughty while I'm gone. Yeah, as if. So, did you have a nice time with Jess? Who? My mate. You hit it off on the pub crawl, you slept with her. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was... She was fun. You seeing her again? Nah. 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 One nomination. One. Mm, yeah, next time for sure. God, there are some right prats on the panel this year. People with access to grind. I think Kirsty Young's hosting. Oh, God. Hey. Look. Do you want to grind my axe? Uh, oh. Come on. The only way you're going to get laid, Ricky Fisser, is if you call up a chicken's asshole and wait. Woohoohoo! Oh. Well, great comeback from a bird, to be fair. Ricky, I hope you're behaving yourself. Don't I always miss? Is it? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yes. I wish I'd said something at that moment. Good. To Angelique. To Angelique. And to your mate, Tess. Jess. Is this just perimenopausal anxiety? On Kinetic FM. It wasn't the last time I saw his bits. And I certainly wasn't the only one. After all the stuff that's just come out in the papers, I know now that in fact, I was one of the lucky ones that got away. Jess never, ever spoke about what happened between her and Ricky. And I, I, I never pressed her to tell me. It became just another entry to add to the pile of her ever-growing wild and debauched anecdotes. <laughs> Uh, Diet Coke? I've got a meeting. Doesn't usually stop you. Yeah, but this could lead to a promotion. Cheers. Mm, cheers. <laughs> so, did he mention me? Ricky? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said you were fun? Hmm. He was spotted at the Met Bar snogging one of the Primrose Hill set. Oh. <laughs> Sure does get around. Well, so do I. Anyway, Ricky Fisser is hardly good stock for the father of my children. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't have you down as the maternal type. I'm not, I'm just saying. Why are you? Yeah. But no man alive would want to settle down with me. No man alive could ever keep up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'd find some willing fool who loves sex as much as you. Yeah, maybe. But it's like, it's all I can think about. Do you do that? Think about it constantly. Uh, probably not in the way you do. <laughs> I've already marked out two potential shacks since I walked Whoa. in here. Yeah, him and him. Okay. I'm not even staying. <laughs> Why do you want to do it so much? I don't know. It's just like, 
I have to do it. Or what? I don't know. I always find a way to do it. You love sex too though, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That was the only time we ever had a bit of a deeper chat. Why? Because she was sober? <laughs> she didn't have time in her life for amateur psychoanalysis. Jess was a free spirit. I drew so much on her strength and tried to absorb at least some of her boldness because nothing knocked her off her stride. No arrogant radio presenter was gonna ruffle her feathers and no stranger on a tube was gonna mess with her head. She never needed a man to feel validated. She was happy, just having a good time with no responsibilities. Oh, but, you know, we drifted apart. You know how it is. I had kids settled down. I guess some friends stick around and others... And now, poetry to stir your loins. Words of lust. Bodies entwined by Lord Wolfrey Clutterhorn. In the hush of night, by the moon's soft glow, two bodies entwined, desire's sweet flow, fingers trace paths of soft silk and fire, as whispered words stroke forbidden love's pyre. Sighs and moans in the velvet air, yet shadows cast a heavy affair. In this secret realm where hearts may break, two bodies entwined, a choice they make. Hello, who's on line seven? Uh, uh, hello? Disaster. It's a red card for David Beckham. Who's life? Why didn't Bridget look out for me? Why wasn't she on my side? She knew exactly what Ricky was like. They all did. How does that make me feel? Uh, angry? No, furious. That she chose to turn a blind eye when other women were relying on her. She let us down. No, worse, she enabled him. She was complicit in Ricky's repulsive actions. Actions that helped to really screw me up. Because when Angelique was going stronger, young Sammy, she was disappearing, fading into a, a rowdy crowd, a world viewed through beer glasses where I could shout at the footy on the big screen and get utterly wasted and then grab some random guy and oh, publicly snog his face off for a couple of minutes. Like, if I was drunk enough, I could, I could just about handle that a repulsive, bleating moment of bravado to, to build on the farce that I was constructing. An erotophobic virgin? What's that? And then I'd, I'd wake up the next morning ashamed and full of deep self-loathing. Oh. <sighs> That's how I felt about my show. That's how I felt about Angelique. <sighs> That's how I felt about myself. A disgusting young woman with no personality, no morals, no voice. 
that's why I haven't listened back to a single one of my shows. I can't. Give Angelique a bash. Win 20 grand cash. All this week on The Breakfast Show, you can win 20 grand cash. What would you buy? A sexy car? A sexy season ticket? Or even a sexy holiday? To win, all you have to do is hunt down Angelique, our elusive presenter of the night and propositioner with the line, Fancy a bash? Give Angelique a bash. Win 20 grand cash. Isn't that a bit dangerous? How so? Well, I'm going to get strangers coming up to me in the street asking if I want to shag them. Fuck's sake, don't be so bloody ungrateful. Listen, Ricky Fisser is a maverick and a rising star. You should be honoured that he wants you to jump in his coattails. He mm -hmm. doesn't do that for every presenter. Now, is that everything? I've got a date playing paintball with Lenny Kravitz. Kinetic FM. I thought I was overreacting, making a fuss about nothing and being a prude. It was only a competition, a bit of fun, albeit at my expense, so I just sucked it up. Luckily, Nobody who came up to me on the street was a total psycho, but there by the grace of God. Did I feel objectified? Ah, uh, I don't... I don't think I had enough self-awareness to even think about that. I mean, I didn't even realise I was having regular panic attacks because nobody talked about that kind of thing back then. I knew something was wrong though. But if I'm honest, I thought I was going mad. When did the panic attacks happen? They were random, could strike at any time. Yeah, even on air, uh, tunnel vision, adrenaline pumping, physical shaking, a uh, fear, a fear so intense that I thought I could die. But nobody would have guessed I'd become so good at masking anything that was real about me. The Midnight Hour with Angelique. Welcome to the show. It's so good to have your company again. Let's get straight to the phones. Sleepy Charlie's on line seven. Oh, I'm not a bit. Oh, still not sleeping. Have you tried valerian root? Yeah, nothing. Oh, how can I help you tonight? Well, can you do meow talk? Pardon? Oh, you know, like talk like a sexy pussycat would. Oh, go on, it'll be soothing. Um, you cat to be kidding me. Meow. I'd like a bowl of pedigree chum. That's dog food. Sorry, eh? excuse my faux pas. No, this is hysterical. Enough. But I'm feline, fine. Okay, okay, uh, sorry. Would you like me to play some music for you? No. No. That dude's got a bad catitude. She's going to have a section. Humour, eh? Gets you out of all sorts of sticky situations. I'm not mad. What did I get out of my show? 
Mm, those few hours on air became my respite, a break from the weak, insignificant person I truly was. But Angelique, she was strong and in control. She was the voice I wished I had, the woman I wished I was. What a whinging Winnie. What a whinging Winnie. I feel really silly. I've suffered no major trauma, no catastrophic disaster, yet here I am. I mean, for a long period of my life after radio, I was okay. Started writing, I got married, I had kids. And yeah, I overcame my fear of intimacy and sex. How? I felt safe, safer than I ever had. And so after getting through the actual deed, I just forgot about it all. I pushed it all so far underground that I didn't see it or hear it or feel it anymore. It was gone. Mm, except it wasn't, was it? I was still pretending. Still drawing on the fearless traits of Angelique. And all the while that low level fear and shame rumbled quietly in the background. Don't let anyone get too close. Don't let anyone into my personal space. I'm dirty. I'm disgusting. Evening, Angelique. Ah, Pete the Baker. Angelique, I've got to say the music tonight has been a little off the boil. Are you trying to say I'm not satisfying you? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, but that's how it is. Is there anywhere I can make it up to you? Well, yes, can I have? Not one, but two requests. That's a bit cheeky, Pete. <laughs> I'm a cheeky kind of guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Why don't you write the songs down on a piece of paper, fold it in half, fold it again, and then... Shove it up, you bum. What would I say to my younger self? Hang on, is this inner child therapy? <laughs> no, 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 I, I, can, I can do that, it's fine. Um, oh, okay, well, I'd tell myself uh, and anyone who needs to hear it that I was brave. What, you want me to talk as though the young me was actually here? Uh, okay. Hmm. <clears throat> hmm. You're brave, Sammy. You're so brave. And I know you believe that you were somehow to blame. That if you'd done something differently or reacted differently, then it might not have happened. But you're wrong. The man on the tube and Ricky Fisser, they're the ones to blame. I know that now. They were always the problem, not you. So don't feel ashamed of the way they made you feel. You don't have to hide it because it wasn't funny. Sexual violence is never funny. And yes, that's what it was. Sexual violence. Not a saucy, carry-on comedy flasher with a nudge-nudge, wink-wink. These were grown men who wanted you to feel intimidated and afraid. Every feeling you had was valid. Every single one. And all those suits who looked away. Those people in authority who were supposed to protect you. 
they wanted to silence you. And you'll spend so long trying to be heard without the words to say what you want to say. But who would have listened anyway? No one. Well, I'm listening now, Sammy. Finally, I will listen to what you wanted to say. I hear you. I'm here. I am your words. I am your voice. Say something sexy, Angelique. Vaginitis. Can I take you for a drink? Or a cuddle? Or a kiss? I don't know. No. Want to sit on my face? Why? Is your nose bigger than your winky? Well, can you do a meow talk? You've got to be kidding me. 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 <laughs> You're so funny. And you had no idea how good you really were. Think about it. You were dropped in at the deep end with no experience and no producer to keep you buoyant. Yet you stayed afloat and pretty soon you were swimming in the fast lane. But nobody told you that you were doing well, that you were producing something completely unique. So I'm telling you now, you did something amazing all by yourself. You made people happy. All those listening in the dead of night, the shift workers, Marco from Luton, the truck drivers, the cleaners, the insomniacs, Pete the baker. You were their friend. For some of them, you were a lifeline, the only voice they heard. Don't you see? You created a secret community for people as lonely as you. And now, the husky harlot of darkness. Sammy Davenport. <laughs> if Jess was here, she'd tell me to lighten up, have a beer and find the funniness. <laughs> oh. It sounds like the perfect job. Getting paid to sit on your ass and talk filth. That's what we do every day. <laughs> it ain't Danish. It ain't Swedish. God, I wish she was here. You've been listening to Geezer Bird by Tash Desbra. With Lola Rose Maxwell as Sammy Davenport, Saffron Coomer as Jess, Claire Grogan as Bridget, Sean Delaney as Ricky, and Caleb Obadiah and Pete Gold as our mail callers, radio voiceovers and more with additional voices by Tash Desborough, Fiona Thrale and Sarah Golding. Sound design and mix by Sarah Buczynski of Polarity Audio Works. Geezer Bird theme music by Katie Seaton. Incidental music by David Selholm and Get Ghost. Incidental ident by Jim Siggy and Tash Desborough. Broadcast assistant Fiona Thrale. Produced and directed by Sarah Golding. Recorded by Jim Siggy at the RNIB Talking Books Studios. All characters and other entities appearing in this work are fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons dead or alive or other real-life entities past or present is purely coincidental. With special thanks to all of the women and geezer birds who shared their experience of misogyny in the workplace for this wireless theatre original. We hear you. You are heard. Hashtag, it's not okay. This was a wireless theatre production. Hunt down our website for more unmissable audio gold.
It's Bridget. Your seduction of Ricky Fisser has been a success. He wants you. Want? I, I didn't seduce him. As of Monday, you're the new co-presenter of the Ricky Fisser Breakfast Show.